0: fabulous guest speakers. And we're even going to finish with an optional Kayleigh. That's an Irish dancing party. So I hope you'll be able to join me. Just go to vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo. .com slash T-U-R-B-O 24. The number's 2-4. I hope you'll check it out, view all the details there, and I hope to see you in Cincinnati in July on with the episode vibrant 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 Vibrant. music teaching proven and practical tips strategies and ideas for music teachers this is episode 112 of the vibrant music teaching podcast i'm nicola canton and in this show we're talking about the best equipment for online lessons Welcome, beautiful teachers. How is every little thing with you? I hope things are going well. As we head into towards September, I'm going to be doing a series all about teaching online. Decided to run this series now, even though some of us are going back to in person lessons, because I believe that we have enough distance at this stage from the panic mode and from the all action stations to be able to really think about how we could teach online more effectively. So whether you're teaching online right now, or you're just thinking about having a better setup for those times when you need to do this, whether you go back to online teaching because of the pandemic, or because you're going to use it as a makeup lesson option or an alternative option, or you're going to have some students who are online all the time. Whatever the situation is for you, What I want to do in this episode is talk about the equipment that you might like to upgrade if you're thinking about including online lessons as an option for the long term in whatever capacity that's going to serve in your studio. So this episode, as I said, is going to be about equipment, but it's part of a bigger series that I'm doing right up until the end of October. So we're going to be doing nine episodes, including this one, About online teaching. We're going to look at not just tech stuff like this, but also teaching techniques and different strategies and how to use games in online teaching and all of that good stuff. So, if you're interested in online teaching at all, you're going to want to tune in for this full season. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you're getting each episode as they go out each week. In this episode, as I said, we're going to talk about equipment. So, right when Everyone switched online lessons, or a lot of us did, back in March, a lot of people instantly got in touch with me and said, okay, well, what do I need? What is all this stuff? And so a lot of the content that I put out around then, the blog articles and the videos and all of that on Colorful Keys, I put out to say, here, listen, we don't need to panic. We don't need a bunch of stuff, because that is absolutely true. You do not need fancy tech to teach online, especially if this is a backup option for you. But even if you're doing it full time, even if you have permanently online students, you don't need a bunch of fancy stuff and you definitely don't need to spend a whole heap of money if you're going to be teaching online lessons. I stand by that advice and I think it is still absolutely valid. So while I don't want you to immediately go out and buy a bunch of stuff, I think we've all gotten a bit more distance at this stage. If we've been teaching online for a few months, or were teaching online and now we're back to in-person, that we can say, okay, what tech would it be useful to invest in? What would help me upgrade my equipment so that I can provide a better experience for my students or for myself? That's what we're going to look at today. starting with microphones so microphones are one of the immediate options that you might want to upgrade when you're teaching music lessons online the reason you might want to think about microphones first is probably pretty obvious right (laughs) we're teaching music music lessons sound is important you can absolutely get away with the built-in mic in any modern device it will come through relatively clearly for your student and it should be pretty much sufficient. But it's not going to sound great. If you're just using the mic within your iPad or your computer or even your smartphone, it's going to sound all right and hopefully clear if your device is relatively recent, relatively new. It's going to sound pretty clear. But it's not going to sound rich and... Full and you know, it's not going to have much nuance to it. (laughs) So, you may want to think about upgrading your microphone. Now, I just want to put in a caveat here. I feel like I'm full of caveats today, but I want to put in a caveat here, which is that if your students' internet quality or your internet quality is poor, there's no point upgrading your mic because something like Zoom or Skype or FaceTime or whatever. It's going to reduce the quality of that audio in order to get across a clear signal, right? So if the upload speeds are poor or the download speeds are poor on your student's end, your mic is not going to come through in all its glory. It's just not. It's going to be crushed, basically. The other thing that I want you to think about here is within Zoom, And we're going to go into this a little bit more next week. But just a quick note that within Zoom, there is a setting called Enable Original Audio, basically, or Original Sound. And if you are using a good mic and it's getting squished, that might be an option for you to adjust that. But let's say you don't have an external mic. What are the different options out there that are really going to work for piano teachers? Well, without getting too technical, we do need to understand a little bit about mics before we get going with this. There are various different options and lots of different options, really, and lots of different types of mics that you can get. And there's a lot of parameters within that. So the first thing to consider is the fact that you're going to be playing the piano and speaking. So just think about that first. A lot of mics that are designed just for speaking or just for playing piano are not going to come through all that clearly. You're not going to want something that is too specific to speaking because it is going to peak, as in it's going to get to the top of the maximum volume and it's going to cap out when you play piano. That's just a fact because pianos are loud, especially if you're using an acoustic, but even for a digital. So with that in mind, I have a few recommendations for you of types of mics. But the other thing I want you to consider is the input. And this is probably even more important. A lot of the best mics out there, the fanciest ones, the ones that are going to make amazing quality sound, they actually use a different type of cable. And they basically will require you to have a mixer. That is, they're not going to plug into your computer, is a simple way to put that. And for most of us, we don't want that. If you want to get really fancy and do that, go for it. But I'm going to assume with these recommendations, I'm going to assume that you're not going to do that. You're going to be like me and you just want to plug something into your computer and not go through a separate whole system. So unless you're someone that's really getting into recording equipment and doing something outside of online teaching, I don't think you want a mixer and a mic that's designed for that. So a really top of the line mic. You want something a bit simpler. And for that, I think you have two main options. You have a lapel mic or a USB mic. So I'm gonna focus on just those two. Let's start with lapel mics. A lapel or a lavalier mic is a microphone that clips onto your shirt. You will have seen them in tons of videos including some of mine. I sometimes use a lapel mic when I'm doing a pre-recorded video for YouTube or something. So it's the one, it's the little guy, the little black guy that clips onto people's shirts. Now, the end of that cable can have a few different options. So some lapel mic have, well, I'll give you three different choices when it comes to lapel mics. Some do have a USB output, meaning the end of the cable is a USB that would plug into your computer. Those are actually not that common. If you think that's going to be a great option for you and you want to try and search for one, go for it. But I think they're quite hard to come by and I don't generally see them around. The more common types of lapel mics that you will see have an ending that is a 3.5mm Jack, which is like the one that you have on your headphones. However, this is where it gets sticky. So, hopefully, you're following along with me so far. There are two different types of those jacks, headphone jacks, 35 mil jacks. They actually have two different kinds that look almost identical. Isn't that annoying? There's a TRRS and there's a TRS version. The TRRS is going to be able to plug into most phones and interface with those, or into some computers will recognize it as well, but that's hit or miss. The TRS is the one that's for plugging into an audio recorder or a camera. You probably don't want the TRS. You probably want the TRRS, which is the one that interfaces with a phone. Okay, so that's just a... I know it's finicky and you're going to need to look this stuff up and make sure that it works with your device. So almost if you take anything from my TRRS and my TRS and my USB discussion about lapel mics, it's this. Make sure you have the right one and that you verify... With someone that it's going to plug into your thing and actually talk to it. It doesn't just need to look like the right cable; it needs to actually be the right cable, right? Because they look almost identical. Now, if you want one that plugs into a smartphone that has a headphone jack, that is, then that's a really good quality. I'm going to recommend you take a look at the Rode SmartLav Plus. I don't have that one, however. The microphone I do have, the one you're listening to right now, is a Rode. And they're fantastic. They're just a fantastic company with great quality kit. So if you want one that plugs into your smartphone, that is the one that will do it. I believe it will also talk to an iPad, which is why I'd say for a lot of teachers, that's going to be a good option. You can get an extra little adapter thing from them that will make it talk to a computer. But check with Rode about making sure you get the right one for your setup but that's a road smart lab otherwise you can go a bit more budget absolutely you can go on amazon or any computer supply shop and just look for lapel mics just make sure you have the right cable and that you look at the reviews basically you know use your best judgment to find one that's decent but you can get them for fairly cheap and the one i have that i use in youtube videos it's not super fancy but the audio is you know pretty decent from it and it was it was dirt cheap i think it was like 20 quid so that's a great option for you the other way to go is the group i'm calling usb mics so these are the ones that look more like what you might picture when you think of a microphone if you've seen some of my webinars, you might have seen that my microphone pop into the side of the screen slightly. Uh, you can sometimes see it. So my microphone is called a Rode Podcaster, and that's the one you're listening to right now. That's also what I use for my online lessons, but that's just because I already have it on my desk. Okay, it's already set up, it's ready to go, and... It doesn't take any extra effort for me to have that. It's not because it's the absolute best option for piano, but I think it comes across pretty well. And listening back to recordings of my own lessons, I think it, think it sounds pretty good, even for the piano as well. So just some notes about that and any other mics that are designed basically for podcasting. They are going to pick up sound that is directly in front of them. In fact, let's do something. I'm going to now sort of peer around the back of my microphone and talk to you from that side and I'm going to tell my editor not to fix this issue, right? So you can see how little you can hear from the back. So let's try it, okay? So, this is what it sounds like when I'm behind the microphone, not speaking directly into it, but facing the other side of it. Right, so you can see what way that came across. I can already see in my audio levels that that was pretty quiet. The benefit of that is that I can have my computer playing audio, in other words, the other side of the call in an online lesson, and it's not going to be picked up by my mic. So I don't have any risk of echo, which means that when I turn on original sound and Zoom isn't doing its echo cancellation, I won't have a problem on my end. The student may still on theirs if they turn it on, but I won't on my end because of the mic not, Picking up things behind it. So once something comes through my computer speakers and into the back of my microphone, it's not going to be picked up. So I'm not going to have that echo issue. It also means that it gets that better quality of sound because it only picks up what's directly in front of it at a high quality. That does mean that I need to swivel it around when I'm playing the keyboard. So I'll uh, just turn the head of the mic when I'm playing something for my student to make sure they're getting the full quality audio from that so mine is the Rode podcaster now another two great options that i've heard a lot of other podcasters talk about and are more budget friendly are the samson q2u and the atr 2100 samson q2u or atr 2100 or mine is the Rode podcaster those are all usb mics that you can plug directly into your computer, and they will work for sure with a computer. Plug them in. You should be able to then select them within your computer settings and just go, right? So they don't require a ton of fuss. The Samsung and the ATR are, as I said, a little bit cheaper. The Rode Podcaster is what you're listening to now. So if you have a bit more to spend, you might like to go for this one. I do love this mic. It is fantastic. And then, if you want to get more advanced, I'm not going to get into that. You don't, we wouldn't want to listen to my advice about mixers anyway, because I wouldn't know what I was talking about. But if you want to get super fancy, you can absolutely look into audio mixers and using fancier mics and all sorts of setups like that. But even a lapel mic that you pick up for a tenner or twenty quid might improve your audio significantly. It probably will. Or you could go a bit fancier with something like the Rode SmartLav Plus. Or a bit fancier again with a USB mic, such as the Samson, the ATR2100, or the Rode Podcaster like me, or any other USB mic. I will just mention the the Blue Yeti here, because a lot of people, that com- one comes up a lot. I actually used to use one, so I do have some experience with it, and I'm not recommending it here. Not because it's not good. If you have one, absolutely use it, it's great. It's a little bit overpriced for what it is, however. It's pretty close almost to the Rode Podcaster in price, and it's not close to it in quality, honestly. And the way it condenses the sound is not great. However, it is a pretty adaptable mic, and if you can pick one up cheap, go for it. It's definitely a great option. But uh, if you can get the other ones cheaper, I'd say go for them. Now... That's mics. The other big piece of tech that you might want to upgrade for your online lessons is cameras, right? And you may have gone to this first, but it's less important in my view, although still can be a great way to upgrade your setup. If you've already got a pretty good mic or you think the inbuilt one is fine, then think about upgrading your camera to get a better lesson experience for your student. So I recommended. Back in March, that everyone gets started with just their built in camera, and I stand by that. That's probably perfectly fine. What is really useful, though, is to have a second camera. So I'd keep your webcam, no matter what, if you have a webcam built into your computer or your iPad or your phone or whatever you're using as your main device for your lessons, keep that as your side view camera for sure, because it's probably fine. That's probably perfectly clear, unless you know there's a real problem with it. However, where you may want to upgrade your camera is to have a second camera. The reason we want a second camera is to show an overhead view of our hands. And this is really, really beneficial for online piano lessons. So if you haven't already got an overhead view of your ca- of your hands set up, this is definitely a great place to spend a bit of money or spend a bit of time figuring out the tech to upgrade your setup here. Some options for a second camera that you may already have include your phone or an old phone, an iPad, a secondary tablet, any other device basically can be used as a second camera. All you'll need to do if you have something like that on hand, all you need Is a way to mount it above the piano and a way to join it into your call. Now, if you're using something like Zoom, you can connect an iPhone or iPad into the call by a cable. Like you can use the, it's actually under the screen sharing options that you can then connect to an Apple device. That won't work for an Android phone or tablet though. However, another option that is pretty simple and what a lot of teachers have gone for is to simply join your call from the other device. So just join as if you're another participant in the call. So like click on the same link that you would give to your student basically on that phone or that iPad or the other computer or whatever you have and just join it. And then once you have three people, as it were, in a Zoom room, you can spotlight different videos, which means that you just right click on them and click on spotlight and that view will show to everyone. So that's a great option, nice and simple. Might not sound simple, but once you give it a go, I think you'll find it's actually pretty straightforward to do and can give you that overhead view. Now, the other part of that, of course, as I said, is to have a way to Have it be overhead because otherwise you're not going to get an overhead view. So that will depend so, so much on your setup, but there are different ways to mount it. I'm going to get into mounts in a second, actually, so let's leave that aside for a second, but you will need a way to mount it above your piano. Now, if you don't have a device on hand that you can use as an overhead cam, what I'm going to recommend is that you pick up Any webcam you can find, because most of them will probably be fine. Logitech is a great brand with good options, but if the prices have not come down yet when you're looking and where you are, then just go for another one. Go for anything that's available. That's a a webcam that has decent reviews. Anything will be pretty decent. If you can access a Logitech, the one I have, is the, I've forgotten the name of it. Anyway, my web camera is a Logitech C920. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Logitech C920. There's actually a newer version, which I think could be even nicer that will give you a higher resolution and, and be even more fantastic. But really, any webcam will absolutely work great. Webcams are handy because you can. They're quite light and so it's quite easy to mount them up above the piano in different ways. Now one more mention in terms of cameras which is if you have a camera camera meaning like a DSLR or mirrorless camera anything like that that's another option that you may be able to hook into your setup. You might need something extra to do that so That is something we're going to be talking about in the next episode because if you have a DSLR or something like that and it will connect to your computer, you may be able to use something like Ecamm Live to switch to that camera. So if you have a camera on hand or you want to use a camera to get a really great picture for your students, if you want to get really fancy or really great quality image, Using a DSLR camera, I will cover that in the next episode. Now though, let's talk about mounts. Because we've talked about microphones and cameras, and you need some way to keep them still. (laughs) You need something to put them on so that they are there, right? So that they stay still, so that they're not wobbling all over the place and you don't have them balanced on a measuring jug. So for the mic, if you've gone for something like... A USB mic. I'm gonna recommend that you pick up a boom arm for that because it's easy to swivel it around. A boom arm is the one that's kind of like a V shape that opens out. So, I mean it looks like an arm. (laughs) So a boom arm is a great option for a USB mic. Now, my preferred boom arm again is Rode. I promise they don't sponsor the podcast or anything like that, but The boom arm I have is from them. It is a PSA1, and that is what my mic is mounted on right now. You can get way cheaper boom arms than this, and they will probably be fine. However, if you are going to get something like the Rode Podcaster or another good mic, a good quality USB mic, it's going to be quite heavy. And so the boom arm you put that on actually is quite important. And I do have first hand experience of this. I used to have a different boom arm. In fact, I still have it. I have a few, right? I think I have three or four. Isn't that ridiculous? But I had this mic on a different boom arm for quite a while. And eventually it did basically break because this mic is heavy and it needs a good quality boom arm. And when I finally upgraded the boom arm and it came in, I can be a bit miserly with certain things and my husband is a bit more just spend the money and get the high quality thing which he's usually right but anyway this came in and I set it up and I said to him oh my gosh it's such a difference and he just laughed at my face because like of course it is when you buy the actually good one it does make a difference so it moves around like butter it feels amazing and it does hold the mic completely securely and it is a big difference. So that's the Rode PSA1. But if you're using a cheaper mic, one that's going to be a bit lighter, then you can absolutely just go get a generic boom arm for a mic from Amazon or elsewhere. Now, the other thing you might want a boom arm for is your overhead camera. That is how I have my overhead camera mounted. But the reason that I have a boom arm for that is because it my keyboard, my digital piano and my acoustic piano actually when i have my setup in there in the other room is beside the shelves so the boom arm just attaches onto the shelves but if it's going to need to be something freestanding i suggest you get a mic stand for that so if you have something to mount it onto if you have shelves above your piano or something like me you can use a boom arm for that with a Camera adapter on the end, or you can use something like the Joby Gorilla Pod, which is like a claw, little claw pod that will attach onto something like shelves or anything else you have above your piano. But if there is nothing above your piano, you're going to need something like a mic stand, which will swivel above the piano. Okay, so that's for your overhead camera. Then for your main view, you probably already have something set up already but if you don't you're going to use a camera you need a tripod for that if you're going to use a phone a selfie stick is a great option and you can often find budget options for that or if you're using an ipad an ipad stand or a laptop you need an independent stand for that so those are all the mounts to get everything set up it is worth getting a good setup in terms of how you position things and then being secure because it just means you're not fixing things every day if you have boom arms and stuff that are moving around too easily it just means a lot of tweaking at the start of each day or if you have a more precarious setup even where you're balancing things you're going to have to take it down and reassemble it and that is such a waste of time so if you're going to have a more permanent setup it definitely makes a big difference if you're going to stick with online lessons for the long term Two final bits of kit I'm going to mention here are more analog ones that have been coming in useful in my online lessons. So the first one is a small whiteboard. Now I know there is the whiteboard feature within Zoom. However, it's quite hard to draw with a mouse. And I find it much easier and just as good for my students to use a physical whiteboard, right? So I have a little whiteboard with a staff and keyboard on one side and a blank on the other side. I honestly use the blank side even more than the staff side, although the staff side comes in handy sometimes. The one I have is from Ultimate Music Theory. It was sent to me by the lovely Glory St. Germain, and she sent it to me as a gift, so that's why I have it. Uh, So you can pick one up there if you want one with a staff on one side, but if you can just get a cheapo option in, A pound shop or a dollar store, something like that, that's just blank. I honestly don't think the staff is super necessary, although it is handy, especially if you're going to teach more advanced theory a lot online. The other thing that comes in incredibly handy for me is mini erasers, just so that I can put them on the keys. That's something that I do in in person lessons a lot too, but it's been coming in even more handy in my online lessons because I often need to show some, my student where things are, like the notes in a chord or a scale or something. And it can be a little bit tricky for them to see exactly where my fingers are, even with that overhead camera view. So that's where having the mini erasers on hand has been really helpful. Okay, so that's it. We did a deep dive there into microphones and looked a little bit at cameras and mounts and some extra goodies for online lessons. In terms of upgrading your kit, I hope this has been useful. I want you to think about which piece of kit you want to upgrade this week. Not that you want to upgrade this week, think about it this week. Which piece of kit, which piece of your equipment do you think could most use the upgrade? And how are you going to upgrade it? What options do you want to go for? What research do you need to do? Just have a little bit of a think about it. And if you're unsure about what you would like to upgrade or whether anything needs upgrading, what I want you to do is do a little test call, do a fake lesson with a friend or family member, and then just watch the recording back to see, or even use one of your real lessons and just watch the recording, if you're recording them anyway, and see what you think. How are you coming across? Is your microphone crackling or peaking? Can you see what's going on? If you were the student, would you be able to see what was happening? Or would it be unclear? Kids can't always voice exactly what is unclear or what's confusing or how they need to see things differently or hear things differently. So just do a recording and see how you're faring. See what you might want to upgrade. Coming up next week here on our series about online teaching, we're going to be looking at tools and software. So we've looked at sort of the hardware today, the physical stuff. And then next week, we are going to look at the soft stuff. So different software you might like to use and other tools within your computer or your device that you might like to consider in terms of leveling up your online teaching, making it that little bit more polished and professional and useful for your students. So that's coming up next week on the series. I also want to let you know about a webinar we have coming up soon. It's about creating confident piano parents with essential email sequences. So this is a great time of year to dive into using email automation to really amp up your onboarding for new parents that's what we're going to be looking at in this webinar. It's coming up very soon. You can get the full details at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash confident. So you can go there to sign up for it to find out exactly when it is in your time zone and all that good stuff. I hope you've enjoyed this first episode in the online lesson series that we're doing here. This has been a bit of a longer one. As long-term listeners will know, it's a bit of a chunkier episode, but I hope that all of it was useful for you. And I hope that you'll join me back here next week to look at the tools and software for teaching piano online. I'll see you then. If you need help and advice when it comes to figuring out all this online teaching stuff or anything else in your teaching, you need to check out vibrantmusicteaching.com to get access to the most supportive community around, go to vmt.ninja to sign up today.